Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Saturday, January 23rd, and uh, we've had some time to sleep on sleep on last night's game. Purdue uh, took the L, took took the old loss uh, at home, unfortunately, to number seven ranked Michigan, 70 to 53, the final score. And frankly, that is a lot better than it really should have been. I mean, Purdue could have easily lost this game by 30 for all I'm. Oh yeah, for all I uh, care, Michigan was in cruise control. I mean, for a lot of that game. there's there's two things to be said here, just very plainly, right? Michigan is clearly the best team in the Big Ten right now. Yes, uh, and and Purdue, um, a little bit of a fraud, I'd say the last last couple games, right? And I think w- w- we're guilty yeah. of of adding to the uh the imposter syndrome a little bit right i mean we, we were building them up the last couple podcasts you know four game win streak it's hard not to feel good about that but even in the last two games right before michigan uh, of we the kind of could see that this was coming yeah i mean there were there were signs purdue could not shoot in either of those games and they they escaped with wins that maybe they shouldn't have gotten Oh, for sure against Ohio State, right, with the, with the game-winning shot. And and this game, I mean, I think really exposed the last two games because we played worse than we had been, and we played a team that didn't, you know, let us take advantage of, uh, well, of them. I think a couple things. I think, first of all, um, a lot of Purdue fans who maybe were a little bit more on the surface and didn't really look deeper into the games and kind of looked at the odds and they saw, huh, it's only a two and a half point spread. Uh, I don't know who made that <laughs> because that person has not watched either of these teams play in a while. I just, yeah, I mean, I think... We, uh, we were joking about this before the game even started, like, man, who was, you know, who was making those odds? Yeah, I think, what, two right? and a half point favorite Two and a half Michigan point was? favorite Michigan, that's unbelievable. I me. mean, again, the the... The realistic person inside of me, that you know, the non-Purdue fan, had a had a pretty strong feeling that this game was going to go the way it did. Oh yeah, right. I, I, I mean, agree just with that. if you look at the way Michigan has played this season versus the way that Purdue has played, right, and you just ignore the the win streaks, uh, the win streak that Purdue was on, right. I mean, it's it's just very clear that Michigan is just a is a what more. They're just a well-oiled machine at this point, right? It's, it's, it's they do everything. They do everything extremely well, right? And they don't really have a ton of weak areas. Well, it's it's a, it's a couple of things. First of all, and this is always the harder thing to admit because I, I think everybody wants to believe, like, you know, oh, you can have the talent and you just got to get it to work. Mm. Michigan is man to man more talented than Purdue. That's just a fact. If you go and you compare, you know, best player against best player, second against second, all the way down to last against last, Michigan is man-to-man better at basketball than Purdue. And, and the they're second also thing is, experienced. And the second thing is, yeah, they're more experienced and they play better together. We were watching the game together, 
And and Lee goes to me after like six minutes. He goes, "Man, they just move the ball so much cleaner and faster than we do, and yeah. we can't keep up." They move with a and purpose too. Like they move the ball with a purpose. Whereas Purdue's, I noticed throughout the game, and it's been like this last couple games. They they Purdue moves the ball a lot, right? But when they, they do it, ground. it's but it's but the thing is they do it out of like panic, right? They're like, "Oh gosh, I gotta they get the ball to, to somebody else," right? It's yeah. not productive. Whereas Michigan, they just they they had one possession that stood out to me in particular. And I think it was like it was either Eli Brooks, no, I think it was Isaiah Livers in the corner, yeah, right? Livers hit it. Yeah. And it just they literally passed it around the entire three point line, right? And each guy was was open enough that he could have taken a shot, but then the next guy was more open until they literally had Isaiah Livers on an island. Yeah, just in on the an corner, island. right? And that's the thing. Purdue was that, right? If you just think a couple years ago when it was the Dakota Mathias, the TJ Thompson, the Vince Edwards, right? When they had a team similar to Michigan's right now where it's it's upperclassmen who have played together for a couple years. They're all fundamentally really sound. They all do and NBA multiple, level shooters. Well, and they all do multiple things really well and they they can all shoot, they can all play defense. So I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say Purdue season's over, right? That that no. would be that would be silly. But this was a necessary loss because because that win streak was getting to a point where it was a little fraudulent. People right? were like, "Oh, are we going to win the Big Ten? Like, no. <laughs> well, it's just like we needed to come back to earth a little bit to realize, hmm, this team is still very far away from being like a true powerhouse, right? Because yeah. the four game win streak was was not as as pretty as it seemed. Um, well, it's 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 far away in terms of they haven't played together enough, and it's far away in that we are just missing some pieces personnel-wise. Well, and, and let's address that. Obviously, Sasha, before the game, the news broke that he tested positive for COVID, so he has to miss the next three games. Uh, I think that includes the Michigan game, if yeah, I'm not I think mistaken. It's including that. Uh, 17 days, but that is that entails. That's, that's brutal, and it was very yeah. clear last night that, that Sasha... Nobody can hit a three. Well, without Sasha, there's... There is very little in the way of three-point shooting, but also just he he adds so much floor spacing that that honestly I just never gave enough credit to. But last night there was you there was no how much Travion benefits from oh yeah, know, but, having that guy but people wing. in general because he draws so many people with with those the cuts that he has around screens and stuff like that. He draws two defenders when he goes around those screens. That it, the spacing that he provides is because they have to respect the three, right? Yeah, exactly. That it is that is going to be a huge loss for Purdue because we saw last night without him, there's no three point game. And yeah, theoretically, right? You you look at the team, you're like, oh, but we still have guys that can hit the three. Yeah, you still have Brandon Newman and Eric Hunter, right? Guys that can shoot the three. But, but really we took twelve can. three point shots. I don't even have to look at the the season stats to know that's the least number of threes oh, that we've taken. That's by far season low. Before the previous season low was, was 17. seventeen, and that was against Indiana. We're yeah. two of twelve from three last night. Well, the the other thing that I meant, I didn't even just mean Sasha. I meant we're missing a couple of pieces in terms oh, of Oh, no, I know, but I'm just roles. Yeah. Oh, I know that. But I'm just saying, quite literally, I mean, we're going to miss Sasha the next three games. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that's the more immediate concern, right? Um, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about is, as much as we all love Trayvon Williams, right? And he's great at, at certain things, I should say. It, it is kind of clear that, number one, when he goes up against a very high level big he becomes incredibly inefficient well especially a big that points. is a good defender yeah right? he had 14 points but on 19 shots that's not good right oh the yeah. other thing he, is he made six field goals that is that is 
That's terrible. Yeah. The other thing is, this shows the importance of Matt Harms last year. Not his shooting, but the <laughs> fact that Travion didn't have to guard centers because he can't. Mm. He is physically unable to. Um, what's the guy's name? Davis and, and Davis Dickinson, and yeah, Dickinson had their way with him in the post because he doesn't have the height, he doesn't have the strength, he doesn't have the vert to contest him. And so it's either a foul, and he, again, picked up two fouls early in the first half and had to go to the bench. And Edie actually, this is going to sound blasphemous, but did better, right, just because he's more physically close to them, even though he's way more raw and not as athletic. But he's just physically able mm -hmm. to just bang with them a little bit more. And well, he's, got this, he's just got this, this sheer size, too. Yeah, and, and when we had Harms, even though he wasn't the most physical presence, he was a good shot blocker. And you could afford to keep him and Williams on the floor at the same time because offensively it didn't completely mess everything up. Yeah. Because we can't have Williams and Edie on the floor at the same because time they both because that have... offensively doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... As much as we'd want to for the defense because then Travion doesn't have to guard a center, it doesn't work offensively because they both have to be on the block and it just it becomes like playing in 1980 and it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, last night just, I mean... Purdue exposed Purdue, a lot of cracks. I mean, exposed a lot of cracks, but it just Purdue could not. They could not hit anything. They could not hit a shot from Except anywhere on the floor. Right, Except two of twelve. Two of twelve from three. They shot thirty-one percent, and I'm rounding up from the field. They shot thirty point eight percent. We from shot the field. eighteen of fifty-three from two. That is. I I don't know if anybody misses. Well, misses more layups and also takes more dumb layups than Purdue guards. I I just. There. For every highlight reel layup that went in, there are three that Lee and I are just looking at each other, like surrender cobring and grabbing our heads in our hands and being like, what was that take? Like over three guys, like an underhand scoop. And then, you know, Austin Davis just comes and just throws it into the fourth row of the stands. And it's like, well, what did you expect was going to happen? Yeah. Like he knows how to play basketball too, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I just like three players in the starting lineup took double digit shots and all three of them. I mean, just... We're not good. <laughs> no. I mean, Travion, 6 of 19, and that's just from 2. Yeah. You have Jaden Ivey, who was, who was essentially 3 of 9 from the field, 0, and over, 0, for 5. 0 for 5 from 3. And then you had Eric Hunter, 4 of 12 from the field, or 4 of 10 from the field, 0 of 2 from 3. I mean, that's that's that's, that's hard good. to do. That's hard that's really to do. Bad. right? That's not even just... like Individually, it's bad. hard to do, but also as a team, it's hard to shoot that poorly, right? And here's the thing. I'm not gonna. I, I hate playing this, right? Because I hate being the. Well, if this happened, then it, this would have happened. I hate doing that, right? But truly, to hold this Michigan team to 70 points, you can't even it's say an achievement. Our, your, our defense wasn't. It, it, listen, it wasn't pretty, but at times it, it was effective. Michigan had 14 turnovers. Purdue had 14 turnovers, right? That's that's an accomplishment because this team doesn't turn it over very much. But Michigan also averages like 80 a game. Yeah. The right? thing is, <laughs> if Purdue. And I hate doing, I hate pulling the if card. But if Purdue could just have an okay shooting night, right? They're in this game and potentially winning it just because seventy is is not that much in a college basketball game. I'd say that's about the average, probably, if I had to guess. I mean, Michigan shot great from three. They're two point shooting, forty four percent. I mean, nothing really. Forty four percent overall, yeah. Yeah, nothing, nothing really too crazy there. It's just every time Purdue Which, cut it down they, to like 10 and you thought, oh, maybe this is a game, yeah. Purdue 
would just give up. They would transition three. They'd give up. They'd give up like a seven points, uh, a surge in like a very short period of time. They just kept kind of shooting themselves in the foot in that sense. And it, it, I mean, they were really never close in this game. What's crazy is even with all that size on Michigan, we still all rebounded, <coughs> right? Yeah, Which I is mean, impressive. A lot of them were catching your own misses. I know. That. I mean, yeah, there were there were at least three different situations where Travion got three of his own boards. So I mean, take, take that, with, that a with a grain of salt. salt. Yeah. The other thing is, and people are gonna say, "Well, Michigan shot pretty well." Yeah, they did, but also the pace of the game was pretty high, and we still had ten more field goal attempts than them. So the defense, the perimeter defense, was not so bad Mm. it wasn't it wasn't good but it wasn't it wasn't bad i mean michigan has not scored 70 points against a lot of teams they usually score 80 85 you know they Mm. score a lot as a matter of fact i i can't even think about the like i'm looking at michigan scores right now i was about to say i'm I'm looking at it right now and they've scored so once They they've scored under eighty four times this season, including the Purdue game. Four times yeah. out of fourteen games. That's uh, it's not very often. Yeah, and if you take away the outlier of that Penn State game, the other two times were seventy five and seventy seven. Mm-hmm. They scored over ninety more times than they've scored under seventy five. <laughs> Significantly, this this might be the best offense in the country. They're top statistically. ten top ten in Kempom offensive and defensive efficiency. They're up there with like Virginia and, and teams like that. They And they're the, playing a tougher schedule than Virginia. Yes. So That's the thing is I, I I I'm gonna be honest, I hadn't watched a ton of Michigan basketball, so I I knew they were good, but I was like, Oh well how much of that is, you know, just early season, how much of that is actually Michigan good. No, I can good. say I can say with confidence now. Michigan is the best team because I'm sorry we we played Iowa right there's a there's a a, one man band yeah there's a pretty and and Indiana proved it there's a pretty not I don't want to say easy but there is a blueprint to beating Iowa and it involves slowing down Luca Garza and having athletic guards right Michigan is so well balanced that it's not that simple right You, you really have to catch them just on a on a bad night which is what Minnesota did but that's the only time that's happened this season well, also, I'm going to be honest, and this is going to sound controversial because Luca Garza is probably the Big Ten's favorite person right now. Mm. Dickinson is going to crush him. Well, because he's a skilled big man. And he's a, and, and Luca Garza, this is going to sound really bad, <laughs> but Luca Garza is the kind of center that is going to play two seasons in the NBA, and then they're going to be like, oh, wait, he just was good against college kids because they were college he's kids. He's more physical. and Dickinson if he left this year, might be a lottery pick. I mean, he, he probably won't leave this year, but if he yeah. would, he'd be a lottery pick. That's a completely different level of just baseline skill. And if Dickinson stays three or four years, he'll be doing the same thing that Garza does, except he'll actually, you know, project to the next level because he has skills that are transferable. Now, mm-hmm. I think this Michigan team wipes out this Iowa team. Well, and here's the thing is now Michigan... The guard plays at a completely different level also. Yeah, I mean, I again, Isaiah Livers. I can't remember. I saw a stat. Livers Brooks. I saw a stat where when when Isaiah Livers scores ten, uh, double digits, Michigan's like sixty something and four yeah. in his time in Michigan, which is just an absurd stat. He uh, shoots like fifty, forty, ninety. He's like basically that's unreal. Isaiah Livers is like a is a perfect college player nowadays because he can do everything. He can guard three positions. You know, three. He can guard forwards, big men, etc. He's a perfect college player. 
Michigan's now alone in first place in the Big Ten. They will stay there. And and I yeah, I would be shocked if they get they get knocked off. I, I and mean, they don't get rattled. That's the thing. They don't get rattled. That's right? the, here's the thing: is like last night, they seemed very cavalier, right? Like they just they they at times seemed like they were just cruising. They weren't going to go overboard, right? They weren't going to get too crazy. They're just going to do what they had to do to win the game, and that was it. And they they won by almost twenty, and it really looked like they weren't trying. No, they were playing if sloppy. I'm, I'll be honest. Like they had honest. some sloppy moments. They had some sloppy yeah. moments. Yeah. And that's the thing. Is they, that, they opened the door for Purdue to make a run a couple yeah. times, but Purdue just was – they couldn't shoot, and they well, were the, throwing it away themselves. Defense, their perimeter defense is so good, and 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 their three-point shooting, whenever they needed it, they could count on it. It's just such a potent recipe. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't want it to be all doom and gloom. There were a couple of nice things. I liked that our guys drove. Even if sometimes they turned those drives into very dumb layups instead of into kickout passes – I like that they at least tried to drive yeah. because the times that they did, they got to the rack, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I mean, I hope that going forward, there, you know, players, certain players on Purdue, Brandon Newman yes. and mm-hmm. Jaden Ivey, Nate, um, those are the two I'm kind of singling out. I hope that they continue to drive going forward because if they do that, I think they're it's that takes weapon. their game to like another level. But here's the other thing: last night was like the perfect opportunity for players to throw shots up because without Sasha we are going to need to shoot threes right like you cannot win in college basketball especially in the Big Ten if you just refuse to shoot the three I don't care if you're bad at it you have no choice now you have no Sasha someone's gonna have to step up and be a a shooter right so so there's no goal difference in basketball when you're already down 15 like just chuck the ball up yeah and like last night was an opportunity where I was I was kind of hoping someone would just be like you know what we're losing we need somebody to shoot the ball I'm going to shoot the ball. I don't care if I go 0 for 6, right? Because I could, I can live with that because there's a need for shooting. There's a need for shooting, and someone's going to have to step up. It's, I mean, my money's on probably Brandon Newman being the guy because he's the only guy that shot the three last night and made it. Uh, he's still too timid for me, though. But like, he, you some, know yeah, you're good. Go for it. Because there, there were a couple times last night where he he spot up in front of a guy with, with when he was in his face, right? It doesn't have to be an open three sometimes. I, I can live with that, right? Yeah. So the driving is something I do like, but I do also want us to shoot more threes. Even even without yeah. Sasha, we still and, need and to I will say, a lot of threes a game. One thing is that I I mean I've voiced my opinions on this in the hmm. in the past. I am much more a fan of the Michigan style of, of offensive spacing than I am of the Purdue style because I, I explained this to to Lee yesterday, and okay, I come from a different sport background, but at the end of the day, spacing is spacing no matter what sport you come from, mm-hmm. and I think that the idea of dribble handoffs mm-hmm. is fundamentally just a poor choice, unless it's just coming around a big man's screen, but the guards doing it for each other I think is so dumb, because you are basically having one of your offensive players act as an extra defender, even if he's not trying to, because you are taking the same amount of space on the court, let's just say like two yards by two yards, and you're just putting an extra body in there to do the dribble handoff, as opposed to if you had just passed him the ball normally. And we saw that. Michigan, I don't think they did a single one. They're cutting off the ball, and they're just throwing normal passes to each other. Around the key, inside, outside, the mm-hmm. guys maybe taking a couple dribbles and then passing it. They're not getting in each other's way. And too often, I think the Purdue players are getting in each other's way, and it just 
it makes the life of the defenders easier because you basically have an extra training dummy just there blocking somebody's path, mm. right? Yeah. And it, it it's... I understand we also have to do it because we don't have a lot of great ball handlers, but at some point, you know what? You're like, well, we already turned the ball over a lot anyways. Let's at least try to do it properly so that we can learn to turn the ball over less in the future mm-hmm. as opposed to just trying to put a Band-Aid over this because that puts a hard ceiling on how good we can get as a team. Mm-hmm. Another one of the few bright spots yesterday was Edie, who you mentioned, yeah. right? I mean, he only had four points, but in 14 minutes, eight boards and three blocks. And he I, I, he held his own for a freshman, right, against what was basically A Austin very highly Davis. recruited French freshman. Well, highly recruited freshman, but also he played a lot against Austin Davis, who's this, you know, the second big man off the bench. And he played a lot last night because Hunter Dickinson uh, had a, you know, a couple fouls early. But Edie, he looked good. And again, he only took two shots. So the four points, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even look at that. But again... It's nice to see him being productive, right? He's he's at least doing things in his at least defensively, minutes. I would say. Yeah, eight boards, three blocks. Like I said, that's I mean that's pretty good even for a starter. Three blocks is insane. Mm-hmm. If, if uh, he gives me three blocks every game, I'm telling I'm telling Panda to start him. There's not there's not really a whole lot else to no. It was ugly to to talk about. I mean, this, it was, this Michigan team is twenty points better than us on any given night. I mean, that's just a fact. Yeah, I mean, and again, I, I don't even know how much Sasha playing would have changed this no. outcome because because I defensively think, you're still even weaker. So well, I just still think I still think uh, Michigan's just they they're just a, they're a tier above Purdue. I mean, yeah, I I still think this Purdue team will be good. You know, be better by the end of the season, but I still don't think they are no at Michigan's level. We're not and ready. it's not a knock on Purdue. It Michigan just no, has, Michigan's amazing. Michigan has more talent and experience. More experience. Yeah. playing with each other but also playing college basketball like that's just the way it is that's how college basketball works right yeah. purdue was like that a couple years ago with carson and klein and then before that dakota pj etc well and it's and, like, and it's it's cyclical i mean yeah and i think it's also what they've done is that they've really stepped up their recruiting right mm. i mean they're getting and dickinson they're, they're getting was the kind a, of recruits that they didn't get a couple and, years and ago and the thing is hunter dickinson was one of he Purdue was in his top three or top five or something like that. I mean, Purdue almost got him, and then he went to Michigan and you know. See, but those, now see that's it. where that's where the battle is won and lost a lot in college basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Because if Dickinson's on Purdue, you might it might not swing the game, but you're having a completely different conversation. Oh yeah, um, he's a stud. I mean, he's probably gonna be freshman yeah, of the year in the I, uh, I definitely wanted him to come to Purdue. He would have. Yeah, been, he's he a monster. Been a real nice. Real well, he's nice a true beast. center. Right? I mean, he's he he'd be starting at center right now. I mean, he's oh a, he's, yeah, he's a question. beast. Um, well, preview let's, time. Let, yeah, let's look ahead now. Uh, finally, Purdue though does get some time off, right? They had like four yeah. games in a week, which is absurd. Um, hey man, how's Minnesota ranked seventeenth, four and five? In Minnesota's going to fall out of the top twenty-five. Yeah. Uh, if I have to, if just I have me, any, just you know, me prediction, memeing on the rankers. Uh, Minnesota. Shot, here's the thing the, about what's Minnesota. The ESPN, what's the ESPN Kempon odds? Take a take a guess here. Uh. I don't know. Purdue's probably what? 60-40 favored Purdue. Interesting. I mean, 60% for I do think Purdue's a better team here. I agree. But I think Minnesota is also, I feel like they're always this way. They always have this They ability. always torch us, though, for some they, reason. No, yeah, Minnesota always scares <laughs> me just because they always seem to play really well against us. But that's the thing about Minnesota just the last couple of years is they catch lightning in a bottle so randomly, right? I mean, look at the game against Michigan they had this year where they just... They go off 
And the thing is, they have um, uh, Marcus Carr, right? Their best player. Just not well, they're a two-man band. They're yeah, a two-man it's, band. it's not a two-man band. It, it's Marcus Carr is, is their offense, and then there's always yeah. like one guy that you know contributes. Marcus Carr is an animal. Yeah, he's so good, and he's like the he is the classic college score. Like right? he is a true score. I mean, he's averaging twenty-one points per game and six assists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because he draws so much attention that he can just dump it off to a big or kick it out, and Fine Gabe Kalsher will just knock down a three. I mean, if, if Marcus Carr though is he is a freak, and that's that's the thing that that worries me is that we don't have anybody who can guard. Him. Well, I just don't <laughs> know Ivy if our style him. of defense will will no. work against that. It's like playing against Carson. Yeah, uh, yeah, essentially. I mean, he this he is fearless, and he'll take any shot. Right, and he'll hit him. Contested. I mean, yeah. I mean, he has good numbers. I wouldn't say they're great, but he has good numbers, especially for somebody that shoots as much as he does. Right. Yeah. He he's the player that they need to be the most. I, I want to talk about another thing because we talked about Trayvon having problems with uh, Big Ben. This is going to be a problem <coughs> because Liam Robbins can stretch the floor. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five minutes a game, fourteen points, seven rebounds, two point six blocks, and he's shooting forty-one percent from three. If that's not making NBA GM salivate, I don't know what is. I mean, he he can stretch the floor, he can guard the paint, and he's going to be a real problem for whoever we have inside because he can draw them away from the basket too, yeah. which is where we really don't want to operate. And he had a good game against Michigan too, he was like twenty-two and eight or something like that. I don't know, it was... Yeah, he's a, he's a stud also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Seven foot, two forty, like big boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This will be a. I feel like this is a trap game a little bit, as a kind of, oh yeah, Minnesota this always is, seems to be. Just because this is very because they're going to be a team. They they're going to fall out of the rankings this week because they just lost. I mean, they only scored like forty nine points today or something like that. Who they play? Wait, let me look. Yeah, they played Maryland today, right? Purdue beat earlier. They lost 63-49, to right? So they are super prone to just these bad games, as we've seen this season, right? They've had some bad ones. But then they're also, like I said, they can just catch lightning in a bottle and light you up. So it it's hard to predict a game like this because they're so... And I think that Travion forcing things is not going to work because this guy no. is defensively no. a monster. We Travion will need to play a good game because... And smart. Smart game is the key. Because if he's Doesn't not playing he well, 30, but then needs, then needs... the rest of our offense right is frantic as we saw against Michigan. So yeah, they I mean a good Travion will will always give Purdue a chance, but it, it, in this game we will need Travion because I'll say even more important a Travion that he has to look at the total package right. He can't just look at how much he's scoring because he will have a tough night. Right, just because again, Robbins is a defensive freak, and he's bigger than. But him. yeah, but if he can get a bunch of assists and just keep the offense flowing, that's almost more valuable than if he has thirty. And the thing is, again, another not so great defensive team. If you just look at the totals they've given up this season, so the opportunity is there for the guards to to put up points, right? If they can shoot relatively well. Now that remains to be seen. But yeah, if saying, they can shoot relatively saying, well, has been a question mark this for us all that's going to blow you away defensively. Yeah, you have to worry about them defense uh, on the defensive side, um, stopping them because they score really well. But I'm just saying, Purdue has proven that even though they're not lighting up right, they're not getting a ton of steals, not 
getting a ton of blocks, they can be disruptive enough on defense that they can they can slow a team down, right? You saw it with Michigan. Um, even though, obviously, that was not a close game, they held Michigan to 70, which we have already talked about, is impressive enough. So this is a game where... And this team doesn't shoot as well from three as Michigan. No, 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 no. They don't. Now, except, except for a couple guys, that they don't really have a ton of shooters. Yeah, it's like Gabe Calshore and, and Marcus Carr really are the two that, that worry me. I don't know. I mean, it's a game that is very winnable for Purdue. Again, as we as we talked about, they're favored. Now we just need a Purdue team to show up that can shoot, because the last three games they have not shot very well, and uh, and they they really need to start turning it around because we're running out of games. We are running out of games. Yeah. And again, we we don't want this to be a case of like too high expectations. Purdue is already. Exceeded, a, a, no. exceeded the expectations we've had. Because a lot, of, I mean, the, the coming into this year, right, last season was obviously a disappointment. So I think people readjusted expectations, were like, all right, same team, except even more young guys, and they're going to play a lot. So, I, I, I mean, they have you already the exceeded. The benefits and the drawbacks of that. They right? have already exceeded my expectations, right? I just want to see improvement. I want to see guys start, even if we lose, I want to see guys shooting better, et cetera, et cetera. You know, stuff like that. I just want to see a more cohesive product. And at this point, the record is whatever. But obviously, you'd like to win. But in doing so, I want to see something that's, you know. Yeah, I agree. Worth watching. Yep. But uh, that's that's not till Saturday. So we got, we've got some time between then. Which is good. Because this team clearly was... was Dead tired. Aching for a day off. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it was four games in in a week, which is just unheard of. Um, So, we'll have our reaction to that game then, but again, that's not for a while, so uh, until then, we'll see you in the next one. (laughs) 